up, everybody? Welcome to the Damn Dude Podcast. Damn dude. Where we have the realest conversations that really need to be had in a way that'll make you think and say, Damn dude. Damn dude. You know what I mean? One thing that I realized within uh, creating this show, like within the process, the name I originally wanted for the show was Taken, and which actually happened to work out in my favor because uh, this it, it, this is just better. I don't know. I think anyway. Um, so, uh, shit. What was I saying? Um, oh, yeah. With the other podcasts I was listening to and people I looked up to. It, uh, they would often be like damn dude whenever like something crazy or cool or mind-blowing would happen so i'm like yo i keep ending up having these conversations with people where my mind is blown and their mind is blown and i'm just standing there and i've said damn dude like a hundred times in this conversation and they have too <laughs> so i was like yo that's why these are those conversations and that's why it makes you think and say damn dude yeah i mean so Let's get right into this, man. So just to kind of recap. So welcome to part two of Journey to Inner Peace. Um, This one, this whole series has been going in. It's been pretty damn deep. Uh, So on the last one, just to kind of recap you on episode 31. This is episode 32, by the way. So uh, welcome and thank you guys for all the love and support. Um, In the last episode, I talked about how I ended up having a full-on mental breakdown and just running away from my job, uh, fully investing in my, well, kind of being forced to invest in myself as far as my business and my career. Um, And also, and it was kind of just revolved around, I guess you can say mental health in a way, if we kind of like sum it all up that way, you can kind of define it as that a little bit. Um, but basically, the, the, what I was really heavily getting at was, yo, like, in order to heal all this anxiety and all this crazy shit, like, we have to, there's steps we can take to heal it and to, like, you know, may, turn it, to evolve it, I should say. Um, so, for example, like, we take showers to cleanse the outside of our body. We, we eat good to cleanse the inside of our body. But what do we do about our thoughts? What do we do to cleanse our thoughts, to cleanse our emotions, to cleanse our feelings? What do we do to cleanse those things? Do you, did you even know to do that? And, you know, and if you didn't know to even do that, then obviously you don't know how to do it, you know? Um, so that's where I'm kind of like, whoa, hold up. I realize that that's been such a simple thing in my life. And at the same time, it's I, I need to talk about it more because I remember how mind-blowing it was when I first heard that. And I'm like, well, shit, what do you do? What are you supposed to do? How do you do it? And that's when I learned what meditation was for. And I first started getting into meditation because of uh, the very first things that started pointing me there was when I first got psoriasis after I had all that crazy shit happen. You should go back and listen to the last episode so you're really caught up. But, you know, after my... I my five and a half year relationship went bad. I uh, got fired from my job, broke my skull, neck and back. Um, my two best friends got murdered. I dropped out of firefighter school and I got fired from my job. Or I had to quit. Did I get fired or quit? I think I got fired actually. Oh yeah, I did because I got unemployment afterwards. <laughs> um, so after all that, so I, so psoriasis came on me because I was just way too stressed the fuck out. 
and I didn't know what to do. So I'm like looking all over online and I'm not seeing anything that says, yo, like there's like this actually helps. This actually works. Everything was like, oh, this might possibly maybe help, you know, and there was nothing that was really you know, there's medications and this and that, and I'm not into that stuff. You guys know, you know, if you listen to the show, I'm a fan of, like, natural shit. And I'm just like, dude, like, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to take all any of these, any of these things to where the side effects are, like, hella crazier than the actual, like, problem itself. You know what I mean? Damn, dude. <laughs> like, fuck all that. You know, that's that doesn't even make sense to me. Anyway... So meditation was something that kept popping up as people were being like, you know, the only thing that's really helped is his meditation, because here in the United States, you know, according to our, uh, what would you call it, like medicine or way of learning or understanding, I guess, um, is that it's brought on by stress. And that makes sense. You know, it's like you're stressing out, you internalize shit, and then all of a sudden your skin starts acting up. I mean, it just, that's pretty common, you know, I don't know, I think that may, that's pretty, like, simple, you know, so that's where I started getting pointed to meditation, and I talked about this a bit in the last one, I talked about how I got into personal development classes, and that was really dope, I actually had a lot of fun, I got way more out of it than I was anticipating, I went in just to grow my business, to learn skills about that, and ended up being able to tell my parents I love them after, like, 17 years, you know, so it was really crazy. Um, so uh, so this whole thing, it kind of led me to to meditation. And I explained in the last episode also how we got how I got to find out about this meditation retreat in the first place, which was, you know, I seen somebody I knew who's just boom, super high. Like, I don't know if high strung is offensive. I said this also, but just very like tense and, and, and blah, 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 fast, you know, and and like that and she came in one day just like floating into my work and I was like what the hell happened to you like how'd you what is this magic like what happened you know like holy shit and she's like oh my goodness like I did this I did this meditation course blah 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 and I'm like yo like your whole energy your whole vibe your whole presence your whole demeanor your whole everything is like super duper on a different level like what the fuck like I need if that did that for you what do I, like what can I do for me holy shit so I went and I'm just like damn I'm real I was like freaking out before I first started I was like yo I'm really about to spend 12 days in silence with no music no reading no writing no entertainment no coloring no drawing um you're just meditating all day basically and I'm like what the fuck am I gonna do dude like this is that's fucking scary. And thinking back, I'm like, I just laughed that that was even scary to me. I'm like, wow, I can't believe I was actually afraid to like be with myself. You know, that's that's crazy for me now to look back on. Like, I would be able to go be with myself, but always in some like distracted sort of fashion. Like, uh, for example, I like even before I started any of this stuff, I would go out to the desert and I would just ride my motorcycle in the dark or fucking wherever, you know, I'll just ride for hours and hours and hours by myself. And I'm like, I, I, you know, it's interesting because when you're on a motorcycle, you get in this zone and it's a very, very like, 
Hmm. What would you call it? Like unique. Mm. Well, I don't know. I don't know if it's unique because I experience the same thing when I go surfing and also when I teach babies in the water. Um, I experience that exact same like sensation and feeling and like zoning in and like time and reality all slows down. And everything's how oh, and also like getting in a fight. That's also like the same feeling for me too. It's like everything slows down and everything starts occurring in like slow motion. And it's it's a trip, you know, but there's something about that like slow motion zone that is just so like healing and feels so good when you can be in that like, yo, this is very intense and I'm 100% chilled the fuck out and in this like chilling ass zone like yeah i'm moving a million miles an hour moving hundreds of miles an hour yeah there's a baby's life at stake yeah like every breath really counts every breath matters you know like um you know when you're on a motorcycle like every little movement counts you know like you stick your knee out and it it does a whole thing you know like um you know your body positioning is what makes you really really fast on a motorcycle like most people can see you can only see as fast as you can see you know and you can you can foresee which is definitely a gift like i've definitely noticed that where my homies who haul the fuck ass like brorton fucking lug nut go back listen to his episode i want to say it's episode nine maybe um eight or nine it was a badass episode anyway maybe even five five or six actually i don't know anyway uh lugnut five two underscore five two on your front of my instagram youtube whatever um but him i realized like i'm pretty quick on a motorcycle just kind of you know for a street dude and when we go right on the street i cannot keep up with him like he's just too fucking fast so (laughs) but it's interesting i'm like how i always ask him this and i always like kind of talk shit not talk whatever you know i'm always like bro like how the fuck do you see around these quarters like how do you trust like what the fuck is around that and he's just like i just do i just see it i just i have the foresight to i can foresee i know the turn i've been here so many times like for me there's this unpredictability factor that occurs and i guess that's also why it's you know way safer to ride on the course because it's very predictable you've gone around a bunch of times you know what to expect as we're in you're in the street there's hella variables there could be you know there's weather and road conditions and all of that type of shit rocks sand dirt in the road whatever leaves um you know all those things can cause a bad time for you and i just i'm like fuck man i can't push it past that maybe on the track i haven't ridden track with a sport bike yet and i will one of these days 100 billion train percent Um, but I haven't done it yet. So I can imagine, you know, it's like, damn, you can really let that eye of the tiger, that inner beast just kind of come out like, ah, like that much more. You're in a controlled course, you know, like fuck dude. Um, so as somebody who's like, I really ride motorcycles. Like I'm not the best. I'm not the fastest. I'm not anything like that. And at the same time, my passion and my heart and my love and the amount of fun that I have doing it is that 100%. Like, I love motorcycles. Love, 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 love motorcycles. After breaking 64 plus bones, motorcycles being a big majority of them, 
I, I will not stop. I broke my skull neck and back on a motorcycle. I was almost paralyzed, dead. Couldn't talk, couldn't walk. The whole, you know, I guess that's paralyzed. <laughs> and I'm just like, nah, man. I started riding my motorcycle to rehab with a neck brace on. And I'm just like, bro, like, I'm really with this shit. Like, I do this, do this. I was doing, I had a, oh, man, was that the same time? No, it was a different time. I remember I had a broken ankle and I was riding my motorcycle. I was doing wheelies and shit. And it was just crazy, dude. I'm just like, my love for it is way bigger than anything that could be potentially scary. Does that make sense? You know what I'm saying? Like, Damn, dude. Like, the, any fear or what ifs about it are nowhere near as important to me at, than my love for it you know obviously i go out with safety and i take you know i take caution for those things but at the same time i do that shit you know i really really i love bikes i can hang i can whatever you know what i'm saying like i said i'm not the best by any means but i i could hold it down and my basics are really 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 good i, I could safely say that um <laughs> so with all that being said oh okay Hmm. Oh, I gotta remember the tie of that back. Fuck, was my pen? Uh. <laughs> um. Uh. Sorry, one second. I gotta write this down, and I'll forget. Cause this all ties back together, which is pretty cool. Um. So. Okay, so like I said, I kind of took a whole like big roundabout to get back to the point here, which was. <clears throat> well, you know all that's relevant though, so. Mm, where do I leave off? Ah, okay. So I heal up from the broken neck. I heal. I, all that shit happens. I'd explain. End up getting psoriasis. And I'm like, fuck, this sucks. You know, so I'm reading about it and I just keep hearing and seeing and reading things about meditation. And I'm like, all right, you know, so I tried here and there and I didn't know what I was doing. And then like, I'm just whatever. So I go to this meditation retreat and it was just like the craziest shit I'd ever experienced because it was so weird, dude. Like, I don't, I don't even know how to encapsulate it because when you go, the amount of things that your brain and your mind and your body goes through is just like phenomenal. Like, literally, it took it took probably like three, four days for my head to like think through every song I knew the lyrics to. Uh, to think of all like the funny things that happened, you know, or little inside jokes. Uh, my brain ran through all of those. Um, any fucking all of it, like everything, like like. And then it's crazy because advertisements would just run through my head. Random shit from the '90s started just playing through my head. And I'm like, what the fuck am I thinking about? Like, how did this? I had no clue this was still in the back of my brain. Like damn <laughs> damn damn dude you know like holy shit i had i had no clue this stuff was still in there and then it's like random phrases teachers would say random things different people in public or different parents or different whoever would say would just that shit would just repeat through my head and then like just thinking about all the girls i've ever dated thinking about all my friends thinking about all my family thinking about like all the times that I just felt so embarrassed, my awkwardness, my all the times I felt really cool and proud of myself and uh, 
I'm just going through all of this stuff, you know, <laughs> like, um, so once my brain finally, like, stopped repeating, like, songs and commercials, and basically, it's interesting, it's almost like what, you know how, like, when people say, oh, you watch TV, it's brainwashing, like, that's kind of what I think that is, it's like, because it's so deep in our subconscious that, like, we don't even know that it's there, it's like, hey, remember this commercial from fucking Campbell's Soup from 92, and it's like, I can't, but then all of a sudden when you sit with yourself and you've removed everything and you basically fasted your mind and your energy and your spirit and your your feelings, you it's like, oh, I I actually know the fucking song and remember the commercial. Like, holy shit, you know? And it's just random shit like that where it's like, wow, dude. And then different things where I'm like, holy shit. I remember, oh, something that tripped me out too is like, uh, I was... I was going through this whole thing, and I remember every time I would walk around the walking track, in my head was just the Bone Thug song, Body Rot. And if you know that song, or you know how fucking, like, gnarly that song is, or you don't know, go look it up, Bone Thugs, Bone Thugs and Harmony, Body Rot. It's gnarly. Like, the lyrics are crazy. But the whole first verse of Crazy Bone's uh, verse, I have the whole thing memorized in my head, and that never stopped or died down and i kind of realized holy shit i decided this was my favorite song like a long time ago and i put so much energy into just like going over these lyrics but it's funny because at the thing at the at vipassana meditation you take a vow to not kill anything and to not eat meat and they provide you with food and housing and the whole thing it's like you don't got to worry about anything really but um i'm just like Every time I hit this fucking track, it, it keeps playing in my head. So I'm, I'm, I'm like, literally, like, the hook on the song is the war shouldn't stop until these motherfucking cops body rot, body rot, body rot. I said the war shouldn't stop until these mother. And it's just like, it, it's like the craziest song. And I'm in the most peaceful, like, zend out place ever. And I'm walking around this place barefoot, meditating with this fucking crazy ass song playing in my head. And I'm like, dude. I'm completely at peace singing all this, and it's it's crazy because I feel like the what I got from it, I'm like, is this wrong? Like, this is all fucked up. Like, is this really what I believe in my soul that, like, you know, killing people is cool? Like, like nah, like, nah, you know, like, but, at the, like, I'm just like, fuck. So I think what I, I ended up interpreting it all down to was, um the song or at least his part what his like his crazy bones verse was like it was like an expression of feelings rather than like a yo this is my plan and what i really believe sort of thing and if you think about it it's all kind of like if you really listen to it it all kind of points towards something positive and at the same time it's still really like hardcore so (laughs) Oh, my earrings. I decided to wear earrings for the first time in a long time. It fucking hurts. I gotta take this shit off. Ouch. Somebody's car alarm is going off, so hope you guys like uh, car horn music. (laughs) This is the newest uh, by... uh, Oh, fuck. What's that guy's name? Chuck... uh, Chuck Mangione. There you go. Pretty butchered joke, but... Anyway. (laughs) Hardy hard hard. So... Oh, yeah, so what I took it as was, like, the intentions in that song weren't bad or negative intentions. It was just kind of, like, uh, 
an expression, you know, it was like, an, it was just an outlet to put that, those feelings into, <clears throat> excuse me, I just did that right into the mic, <clears throat> amateur hour over here, damn dude, <laughs> oh, that was a little loud, okay, so, um, yeah, dude, so I was just, like I said, I'll be picturing logos and, and commercials and songs and, and random things, and I remember somebody throwing up in class, and I remember somebody tripping over this, and I remember somebody getting yelled at, and I, just the weirdest little flashes, just, and you never know what it's gonna be, it's like, so, like I said, that was the first few days, I'm like, you go through, and it's like, you first start learning about uh, awareness of your breath, you know, and knowing how to do that. And through this, you just started being able to like go inside yourself and you start cleansing the inside of your feelings and emotions and thoughts and all of that. And it's like, so that was what I put together. Why that would essentially heal psoriasis because for me, you know, so was because I'm like, dude, if I, if they, if even the doctors here agree that this is brought on by stress like, what is stress? Well, it's just, you know, a bunch of emotions that you had, don't know how to deal with, that you've held in, that are unresolved, that are, you know, just feeling inside you. And they need to do something because that energy and that, that shit is real, you know? So that shit will end up, it, it'll end up manifesting into different skin conditions, different anxieties, different, all of these things, you know? And we wonder why we experience all this. And it's like, well, we're not cleansing the inside of ourself because we don't even know to do that. And at the same time, people have been meditating since the beginning of time. Like, basically, as long as we've known to eat, we've known to meditate, you know, as far as shit's been documented. So one thing that I realized that's really crazy was <clears throat> as I was sitting there, keep in mind, having all these broken bones it fucking hurts, and I didn't request the the chair or none of the shit, I toughed it out with everybody else, and I sat there, and it's like, I really, really got for myself that every sensation in our body, every body pain, every body ache, every body blemish, every anything, even the parts that are, are like extra good about you, and all of those things that you really like about yourself or whatever, Essentially, all the feelings inside of our body and all the sensations inside of our body and all the things that physically and outwardly occur and internally occur in our body all need to be, or sorry, not need to be, they're all basically stories that are written inside of our body. Every pain is a story. Every sensation in our body is a story of something that's happened in our life. And if it's a bad one, it's likely unresolved and it's likely unhealed. And as soon as you heal that thing, then boom. And it's like, I don't know if this happens for you. I'm pretty sure this happens for you guys too. But it's like, you ever notice like when one thing starts, like you ever have that just like fucking avalanche of shitty stuff. And it's like, fuck my back. Like, let's say you throw your back out. And then at the same time, your fucking car breaks down and you're like, how the fuck and then at the same time you know you have relationship problems and then you just got in trouble at work or whatever right it's like how the fuck does this all keep like accumulating and piling and piling and piling and it's like you end up feeling you get more stress in your back more fucking itchy sensations more pains and aches and whatever the fuck it is right 
And a lot of times once we start stressing, we start eating bad and we and that of course is going to start taking down the cleanliness of our insides and that makes us lazier. So we're not going to, you know, you take a shower and you stay inside all day. You're not as inclined to be like, oh, I'm fucking dirty. You know, you can you're willing to go longer. I know for myself anyway, there's times where it's like if I didn't go anywhere, I didn't really you know, like I didn't get dirty. I didn't do anything. I'm still fucking clean. I smell good, whatever. I still feel good. I'll just fucking take a shower the next day. And, you know, but it's like, fuck, if I go work out, if I go sweat, if I go running, if I go skateboarding, if I go do whatever, um, you know, I sweat and 100% I'm going to take a shower. So it's interesting because then it's like, okay, well now I'm more inclined to cleanse the outside of my body. And then once you, the outside of your body, you know, is either cleansed or not cleansed, that's going to determine you know, how you, how your emotions go. And a lot of times because we're out of control with our emotions, we go and we stress eat and we emotional eat, or we starve ourselves or we punish ourselves or we, or we exaggerate and hype ourselves, or we start looking for attention. We start posting things on social media. We start doing things like that. And I realized I caught myself. There's a few times where I was feeling like, I don't even know, like some type of way. And it's like, I'll just start posting stuff online. It's like, why are you doing that? And it's like, wow, holy shit. I just want some attention right now. And I'm like, whoa, this is crazy, you know? And it's like, I can't believe I caught myself doing that. That's, but fuck, how many of us, you know, it's like, how many of us actually think about why we post stuff or why do we share the things that we share, you know? So anyways, I'm kind of getting off track. Um, So with this whole meditation, I'm sitting there and I really realized that all the pains in my body were all equaled to some big story you know every sensation my back as i'm sitting there my lower back as my tailbone i'm sitting there i'm like these are literally just memories and and old sensations from old things and i remember like sitting there uh hurting my tailbone damn i didn't even realize this till right now my tailbone hurting i've broken my tailbone twice and the first time was from skateboarding. And I remember I crashed in front of all my friends. It was on, I think it was on tape or right after it was on tape. But I remember feeling so embarrassed. And I was like, damn, whatever. You know, in front of my own house on my own fucking skate ramp and whatever. Uh, my own skate bench. And I was like a teenager. And I never really realized that I felt embarrassed from that. At the time, I just laughed it off, you know, cracked some jokes, whatever. But um, I'm sitting there. I'm like, whoa. And then, from the, and then the other time I broke my tailbone was while I was snowboarding. And I fucking flew off this berm. It was all icy as I was trying to carve it. And I just flew off and fell straight down and onto ice. Bam. It was probably like eight foot drop. Six to eight foot drop. Bam. Smash my tailbone. I'm like, oh, you know, can't sit, can't lay down the whole thing. And I realized I was so upset about that because I felt like I was really taking it easy snowboarding. And I was really making sure I was being mindful that I don't get hurt. And I wasn't being all hardcore or crazy. It was just like that there was just a fucking ice patch right there and my board just fucking it wouldn't it it wouldn't hold it wouldn't bite and it just (laughs) and slid off the edge so i remember i was just so upset about that and i remember as soon as i just made peace with both of those incidents dude my tailbone just stopped hurting it was fucking weird as shit (laughs) so on that note we're gonna take a quick break real quick and we'll be after these messages we'll be right back Damn, dude, California Cal. I'm your host, California Cal, as you just heard. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Hope you guys had a uh, beautiful, like, what was that, like, 
two, three second break there. <laughs> um, okay, so getting right back in this. So, dude, so I fucking started healing once I started realizing I started having the ability. Ah, let me say this. I started having the ability to start healing my body aches once I started healing the emotion or once I started healing the emotions t- attached to them. Damn, dude. Damn. Damn, dude. You know what I mean? That's fucking hard right there. Once I started, once, and then I started being like, well, shit, there's stuff that just hurts and I don't know why or what the reason is or whatever, you know? Excuse me. Oh, I got burps. Drinking some pineapple kombucha. It's pretty bomb. Um, excuse me. That's why you always hear me burping on the show. Maybe I need to, like, just drink water when I'm recording because I'm pretty sure that's unpleasant. So sorry, guys. Anyway, it is what it is. It, it's all real here. So, um, whatchamacallit? So, I started realizing, dude, I start i i started really just that like once i started realizing that and experiencing that sensation where it's like whoa my tailbone doesn't hurt once i showed it love like that and then i kind of learned to identify each pain by what the sensation is and what i and how i interpreted and what i learned and took from it was like you can interpret or we can interpret all of our body sensations and pains we can interpret them, uh, how do I even say this, like, hmm. we can interpret and reference them to nature, so you can almost be like, all right, is this like an earthly, like, deep, creaky, like, oh, like, it's deep down type of pain, or is it like a fiery, burning type of, like, needly type of pain, or even like, you know, when it's really fucking cold, like, that type of needly sort of pain, and it could be like, and basically kind of how I, I interpreted it was this like, is this an airy pain where it's like, it's hard to breathe. My chest is weird and kind of like, I don't know. It just feels or like where you got a creak in your elbow or shoulder. And it's kind of like, what this really feels like light and weird. Like I just need the right movement and it'll just kind of go away. Um, so I started relating all of them to, ne- to things that are of nature. And I'm like, whoa, okay. So th- once I started doing that, in my brain and in my body started connecting the, dot, the dots. And what I started connecting was, whoa, like once I started identifying the pain as some sort of natural element, it would bring me back to certain memories because that was how I got hurt and where that that fear notation or that oh, I'm embarrassed notation or that whatever I, I decided in my head at that point in time, it just, you know, like kicks in. So um, I'm like, holy shit, this is really interesting <laughs> because we can start. I, I can, and that was how that started unlocking way more different things that I guess you can consider trauma you know, and I don't mean like getting your head bashed in. I mean, that's pretty fucking traumatic, but like we, all these things are trauma, these little things, you know, it's like, I remember there's certain times I got yelled at in a certain way by certain people and it just, oh, it just broke my heart and just fucking hurt, you know? And sometimes it's just like, cause I don't know, there's a billion different reasons why that happens, right? So anyway, (laughs) um, I start going through my body and I'm like, 
Holy shit. And so, okay, so I'm kind of combining all of these. I've done this meditation retreat like three, four, no, maybe five times. So maybe five times altogether, including going and volunteering. Because my oldest son went and did it twice. And then I went and assisted. I don't know. Anyway, did it several times and went with my mom a um, couple times. It was really cool. Um, and happy Mother's Day to everybody, too, by the way. Um, yeah, much love to all you mamas and all you babies, mamas, 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 mamas. <laughs> Excuse me. So what started happening during I'm kind of just sharing all my experiences just as like a whole as far as like meditation you know vipassana meditation and my experience with it i've learned some other meditations and stuff and they're all badass but i really really recommend and love vipassana meditation um and you can find it at dhamma.org d-h-a-m-m-a.org i have no affiliation with them other than i've done the program and everything i've explained but um it's pretty fucking amazing you know it's completely free there's centers all around the world and uh yeah i'll tell you more about it later anyway I started really realizing that after I broke my skull, neck and back, I was on such a mission to like learn, remember, learn or remember how to walk again. And I was just so determined by that mission that I kind of overrode the impact that it really had. So I'm just like... I was on such a mission. Everything was just like, I need to walk. I need to walk. I need to walk. I need to be able to ride motorcycles. I need to be able to do all these things. I said, I can't. And it's not even, I need to, it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. And that's why like literally in the middle of the night on like my second day at the hospital, I was like sneaking out. I was sneaking up out of my bed with all my fucking shit. And I would just roll the thing and I would like, I had a P-tube and shit or a catheter, which is one of the most terrible experiences that you can ever experience in your life as a man. Um, I mean, I don't know how it is for females. I've never asked and I'm, I don't even know how that works, but that shit is not fucking cool. Like it's not tight. So I figured to me, that was one thing I was like, yo, cause I told the story before of how I came out of that CAT scan with six people touching my dick. <laughs> it was doctors granted, but I was, I fucking came, woke up out of like being knocked the fuck out. And when there's fucking six people like touching on you and doing all this shit, like that's pretty fucking weird and terrifying. <laughs> so, <laughs> like you could literally come out of a CAT scan machine, CAT scan machine, wake up like, the fuck like i literally felt like i got abducted by aliens and um so i was like man fuck all that dude like i gotta be able to go fucking pee on my own terms because completely fuck that so i would get up and i'll just walk to the bathroom and i'll just fucking you know i'll just fucking like stand there in the mirror and be like wow this is fucking crazy and then i'll go walk back to my bed i'll maybe walk at first i can only do like one like I think I did it like one and then I tried to take another step back or two and I just kind of like fucking and I went and laid down because it was a lot of work to get up and down. Um, So because I was just on such this fast forward mission to heal my body and I didn't even look at it as healing my body. I was just like, there's no other option. Like I'm I'm going to walk. I'm going to fucking 
be able to walk. I'm going to be able to stay talking. I'm going to be able to be fully functional. I'm going to be able to do all this. Because there was a while where like I kind of couldn't talk. And that's funny because I just didn't. I, I forgot about that till now, actually. Damn, there's another instance where I wasn't able to talk. And I didn't really have any free will. I was just fucking doped out. I didn't know what I was on. I was just like literally like probably more than half dead. And like I was just like, damn, this is all bad, right? So as I was sitting here one of these days of meditation, I'm just kind of going through all of that. And I'm like, whoa. And it really hits me. I'm like, oh my God, like I can still walk. And because I'm sitting there bringing all this body awareness to my whole, to all my body sensations and through and scanning through my entire body for, uh, from the top of my head all the way down the whole outside of my body. And then I'll scan the whole inside of my body. I'll literally feel like what my brain feels like inside and what my thoughts, like I can feel them moving almost. I don't know, it sounds kind of weird, but like I kind of can. And then I can feel like the electricity going through me. I could feel the inside. I could feel, I can feel different things depending depending how I do it, I guess. There's also when I'm like really on point, I can scan inside and outside and almost and almost create this well, not even almost, I think it's real. Um, but like create this like force field around me that's just of like positive energy and love that's just kind of like vibrates out and spreads out. Um that's why when you go into people's meditation halls or people's houses or office space where they meditate in there it often you can tell like the vibe is different the energy is different it's kind of like damn there's something really like peaceful about this place you know and uh i i and i i think that's where that comes from because once i think in my experience what happened is like once i was able to cleanse all my feelings thoughts and emotions i started being able to like view life different meditate deeper and like see outside myself and start having different insights and start spreading and radiating the love and positivity and that good feeling that I'm cultivating and doing and going through and it's almost like I can even like scan the room with my whole energy when I'm like really really dialed in when I'm not dialed in I can't do any of that but I have to start with my breath and then it takes a little while and then I can get back and I can go through my whole body. Now I can pretty much go through my body the whole time from start to finish. But, um, anyway, so I'm realizing all this and I'm like, holy fuck. So I get up and my first foot that touched the floor, like I just felt a whole, like, like this solid, like, uh, you know what it reminded me of? Of like when you watch like uh, old di- like dinosaur movies or like shit in dinosaur that has to do with dinosaurs or stuff, where it's like the fucking T Rex stomps in the footprints like six feet deep, sort of shit. Like uh, that was what I kind of started. Fuck, what was I talking about? <laughs> um, why am I referencing T Rex footprint stomping? Oh, fuck. I just lost it. Um, (laughs) I don't know. It'll come back if uh, it's really that important. Oh, 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 I get it. Because when I got up, I first stopped. My first foot, like, my foot felt that fucking, like, heavy. It just was like, and I was like, whoa, like, I got a fucking footprint. Like, holy shit. And then I, like, I'm, like, pushed down the floor. I stand up, and I'm like, boom, and I feel my other foot. And And that was, like, the most painful meditation session that i sat through one of them and i was just like fuck dude like 
And then I, I'm walking, boom, I'm walking, boom, I'm walking, boom. And I'm like, yo, I could feel every, every piece of my foot just, just press against the floor. And I could feel the floor fully respond against every fucking molecule on the bottom of my foot. And I could feel the way it responds. Like I could feel the arch of my foot. I could feel my heel. I could feel everything. And I was just like, oh my God, like this is the most crazy thing. And before I even got outside of the meditation hall, my eyes started welling up and I'm like, oh my God, like I can walk again. Oh my God, I can walk again. I couldn't even fucking believe it. And for the first time, I felt real, real, real true appreciation. I think what I was experiencing the whole time was determination. And, you know, I put so much determination into it that I didn't stop in it and, and play in part in appreciation, you know? So, and now I'm like playing in appreciation. I'm like, holy fuck, yo, like life is hitting hella differently. Like my footsteps are a fucking trip. Like, yo, my body is a fucking trip. Like, holy shit. Like I can fucking crunch my fingers. I can fucking jump. Like I can kick. I can punch I can, <laughs> like i can do 80 like whoa you know this is a trip and a half so i'm tripping so i'm like yo fuck my shoes i just i think i just left them or i took them and i just put them outside somewhere <clears throat> and i just started walking around the dirt barefoot and i'm walking around the track and of course the song body rot plays in my head again but then my brain that takes my because this that song was so pivotal in my life in my development and my growth and when I really thought I was growing up and really started thinking for myself like that song is a very huge like base of like a home base in my thoughts that like ties to a lot of crazy history and development and learning shit you know and it ties to other stories because for me I always listen to Bone Thugs that's my favorite favorite group ever all time everybody fucking knows that and I have so many memories with different people with different Bone Thugs songs from different eras because they've been doing this since like 93, 94 and it's now 2021 and they're still making new music and they haven't stopped the whole time. Like there's something for every like generation. There's like a bookmark, whether it's music I like or not, or there's, it's still a bookmark. And a lot of us have that for different musicians and different songs and different things. For me, it always goes back to Bontek. That's my favorite, favorite, favorite. Cause it embodies all the different types of music that I, you know, it, it, I, I get what I get out of classical music in their music. I get what I get out of R&B in their music. I get what I get out of rapping in their music. I get what I get out of hip hop out of their music. So, and lyrics and just making me think and taking me on a fucking mind trip and all of this and also connects me to my spirituality and all of those. So I'm like, okay, so I start thinking and that starts connecting me to my best friend Pablo who got murdered and a Bone Thugs weed song was the song that him and I used to fucking just sing all the time. Like it came out when we were in like 10th, well, I was in 10th grade. Who the fuck knows what grade Pablo was in? He was always in like a grade, he was either, he was always like one to like three grades behind us and would just always change all the time. We'd be like, what the, he had a whole different fucking school experience than everybody else. They even printed his picture twice in the yearbook and he told everybody he had a twin. It was pretty fucking funny. But um, anyway, <laughs> I start thinking of Pablo and then I start thinking and then something just hits me and I'm like 
I'm thinking all these things, but I'm still just feeling every piece of like, there's like a dirt track and I'm feeling every pebble under my foot and go through my body. And I'm like, I'm experiencing the feeling of every feeling. And like with Pablo, there was times we would get in, uh, we would go and like, I think I've said this before is like, we were almost more him specifically. I was just kind of, you know, the backup along for the ride type of dude when it came to this, which was like being like a neighborhood superhero. You know, he would protect people who would get bullied or picked on or robbed or punked or whatever. And he would stand up for people just, and he would go completely out of his way to do it. So I just start thinking about that. And I'm like, whoa. And I remember all the fights. And I just remember rolling around the grass and seeing him fighting and all these things. And like, it's a very earthly sort of thing. And so as I'm experiencing this, like earthly sensations going through my body, and I have this Bone Thug song linking me to other memories, I'm going through I'm like, holy shit, it just brought me back. All of a sudden, it hit me. I was like, I was like, damn. Or first, what I was thinking, I was like, damn, I'm really happy. I'm a, I really am happy in life. I appreciate it. I, I'm a really happy person, and my soul feels good. My heart is good. My intentions are good. I'm pretty solid for what would qualify as being a good person. I think. And then all of a sudden, it hit me. Whoa, bro, you got regrets. And I was like, holy shit. And I was like. Because this whole time I'm thinking, I don't have any regrets. Like, I really don't. All the dumb shit I've done, I don't really mind, you know? Or I think so anyway, or that's what I do my best to, you know, to have that uh, conversation about things that happened in the past with myself so I can have that relationship, you know? So it it builds a healthy relationship with old memories and shit. So I realized I had a huge major regret, and I'm like, holy shit. And I'm walking and I just start getting so fucking mad. Like, I remember I was just like, I just wanted to fucking just fucking destroy stuff. Like, I I just remember I just had balled up fists and I just start fucking like my breathing was just like, <sighs> like that. I, like if, if for anybody that's gotten in a real fight and it was like really personal and you really like fight with your heart. There's this certain type of breathing that happens. It's almost like the same type of breathing that you do when you really get your fucking ass whooped by your parents or something. Like when you catch a real spank and you're doing that. <laughs> like that. Like there's a version of that that happens after you get in a fight. And a bu- I've seen a bunch of my homies do it. I've done it. And it's just it's like. <gasps> like this like certain fucking like type of breathing that happens and it was just like and it's like an after the fact you know i think it's for people who know how to fight the people who like have the ability to slow a fight down because you've just put so much into like precision and timing and 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 self-awareness that like your emotions and your feelings and all that didn't have time to like even fucking register turn on or turn in or develop into anything so like afterwards it's just like and you're like what the fuck just happened you know it's like i don't know i'm I'm sure some people can relate to that but like fuck after that shit happens oh okay so i start breathing like that i'm like yo like i'm acting like i like i'm either about to fucking kill somebody or like i just or like somebody was trying to kill me or like something i was just in full fucking just ready to destroy you know and um I'm realizing that I'm like, why am I so mad? And then all of a sudden I get this picture and I get this memory and I start teleporting back. And I'm like, like fucking my brain and my soul and my thoughts 
It was like literally just went down this like warp hole and I'm seeing just like going through dimensions and and I'm like and tears are just coming out of my eyes and I'm just like walking. I'm still feeling every piece of crunch underneath my foot and I'm like, it should have been fucking me. It should have been me. It shouldn't have been him. You know, like the man, it should have been it should have been me, you know? And that's how I start feeling and I'm just like, fuck, like I'm here. I'm I'm sitting here thinking I have appreciation for being able to walk. Man, he's fucking dead. You know what I'm saying? Like my best fucking friend, like my brother, he's fucking dead. He got murdered over $20 a weed. Like that wasn't even his. You know, it's like life is unfair and I'm sitting here getting being able to fucking walk and 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 be appreciative. Like what the fuck? You know, like fuck, man. Like my homie's dead. And I'm here like, oh my God, I can walk. And I'm just like, that that's not fucking fair, you know? And I start feeling like that. And I'm like, and I'm like, this is weird because I never had regrets, you know? There's times where I felt like, dang, it may be like, damn, it should have been me, you know, like all of those types of thoughts. But I never really had any regrets about anything. You know, I mean, I did for a little bit. I, I healed them all pretty quick. But the biggest regret that I had that I didn't know that I had was when I went to court for so there was three people involved in my best friend's murder and the main shooter snuck away to Mexico and they caught the two other guys who were driving the car and passenger in the same car and so they caught these two dudes and we're sitting there in court and I'm staring at them and I'm like and I talked about this a little bit before but this was really really important because this is how we got to this and I'm like, dude, my biggest regret in life is that I didn't jump that fucking court, the wall in court and just beat the fucking shit out of these fools. Like when I was sitting there, I was balled up, fists shaking, sweating, breathing all fucking. I like, oh, I'm going to fucking kill these motherfuckers, dude. Like my friends and my my homie's mom was like, yo, like chill, bro. Like and it's like. When your best friend who passed away's mom tells you to chill, that's when you, like, you gotta listen, you know what I'm saying? And I was kind of just like, I felt like such a punk, man. I felt like such a fucking punk because 100% Pablo would have jumped that wall and fucking done, he would have done something to these people. He would have beat the fuck out of them to get justice for me if it was me that got murdered. And then I start thinking, I'm like, oh, it just made me feel like such a fucking terrible person. I'm like man, like, I'm here appreciative of what the fuck I got, like, fuck all this, like, man, like, I didn't even do it, dude, like, I'm a straight fucking punk, man, like, I always think I'm down, I say I'm down, I seem like I'm down, I'm like, my man, I'm not fucking down, like, fuck, man, and I started, it's something else, like I said, how before in the last one, how my spirit guide started kicking my ass, that kind of happened again, and he came in, and was very loving this time, and was like, dude, you're not Pablo. Pablo lived the life he lived. Damn, dude. And I'm like, holy shit. It's like, there's you have to do the best thing for you in the way that you've designed your life. And ultimately, what would make him proud? What, would, what, what actions of yours would make Pablo proud if he was still alive or if he's dead? He wouldn't be as proud of me if I attacked these people 
compared to if I did what I did and, and I, I took a deep breath and I fucking sat back and I let nature take its course. And I, I don't trust the justice system, whatever. You know, I don't even know if these people are still in or what the situation is, whatever. I don't fuck all that. Life is bigger than that, you know? And it's way deeper than that. Going to jail, that hell of people go to jail. That's not even doesn't you know it doesn't make you a bad person um i mean depending what you did obviously but uh i started realizing i didn't attack these people and that was the biggest regret of my life was not attacking somebody and i'm like and then just even saying those words you know i started re- I, I was like mouthing those words to myself because you can't talk you're not even supposed to do that but i was just i mean you know i'm just like by myself i'm just fucking going through it and i'm like holy shit dude like i like, I guess I'm okay with this, you know, like, I, I, I'm i at where I'm at, and I've been able to help a lot of people because of that, you know, and Pablo would want me to not get in trouble, he would much prefer that I don't get in trouble, he always saw something in me that he believed in, and had faith in, and is like, nah, bro, every time he would not want me to come to fights, he knew I knew how to fight. He knew I was down. But every time he'd be like, he would try and talk me out of it. He would try and do anything to get me out of it. And he would, he'd be like, no, 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 I got this. I got this. You know, and I'm like, ah, man, you know, and like, he really was. And his spirit still is a modern day fucking warrior of justice and what's right. He was a real life superhero, like for reals, for reals. And. I look at it and I'm like, I'm a superhero too, man. We just got different. We wear different uniforms though. We wear a different hat. You know, my, my superhero power that I have is going through fucking hell in my life and being able to come out the other side and see the positivity in it and being able to teach babies how to save their lives in the water and helping adults overcome their lifelong fears in the water. That's my superhero gift. And if I'm out beating people's asses, and getting in fights, and doing all the shit, and taking fucking penitentiary chances, uh, that's, it's not in alignment with that, and the biggest thing that I learned from Pablo's passing was that, like his uncle said, to know Pablo was to see him, to know, to really know Pablo was to see him play and interact with children, that was the real Pablo. Damn, dude. You see this fucking hardened gangster with scars across his face and fucking stomach and arms and all this shit. Just get down playing with kids, fucking having tea parties and all this. And you're like, damn. This, damn. This is deeper than all of these fights and egos and proving a point and all this shit. For me, anyway, for his lifetime and his age and his life cycle, he did the most he could to do to make the most impact that he could. And he did that. So rest in peace to my motherfucking brother, Juan Pablo Tafoya, Spidey Spider, Pews. I fucking love you, homie. Um, so we're, on that note, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to keep getting into this shit. So one moment here, guys. Damn, dude. Oh, what's disrespectful is you're stealing our weed and passing it off like it's your own. Calm down, cuz. Nah, ain't no calm down, cuz. I'm going to calm down when y'all give us our weed back. What up, everybody? Welcome back. <laughs> you already know. Whoa, sorry. I just blew your ears and speakers out. My bad. Damn, dude. <laughs> Welcome back to the Damn Dude Podcast. 
Threw that in there, kind of uh, let you lighten up for a little moment, take a breather. I know that got that that got pretty uh, deep and uh, pretty intense, but um, you know that's what this is about. We have conversations that need to be had, and we have the most fun doing it. So that's what this is about. Um, so I'm going through, and I realize, and I finally fucking heal. Once that all happens, I heal my biggest regret in life. And I'm like, whoa, this is a trip. Like healing your biggest regret in life. That's I, you know, like even just saying that now, I'm like, damn, Excuse me. I actually did that. Holy shit. I'm like completely at peace with this whole thing. I got no like thing about it. You know, if I saw the people who did it again, if I ever had the chance to talk to them, I'd talk to them. I wouldn't attack them. I mean, if they came at me all crazy, obviously, but (laughs) I have enough understanding at this point in my life to be able to sit and talk with them. It'd be pretty hard. And at the same time, I could do it. Um, What would I ask them? I would ask them, I wouldn't even ask why, because it wasn't something that was thought out like that. It was just kind of some, like, hood shit that escalated quickly, you know? And there's nothing, people aren't thinking. I would just ask them, if you've learned anything from this whole experience, what did you learn? That's what I would ask. That's where the conversation would start anyway. Because, like I've said before, it's like I really, really, truly to my heart and core and to my soul do not believe in blame or fault. Now, do I get caught up and sometimes participate in it? Yes. Like I said, there's a practice, though, you know, it's an ongoing practice. So it's built into, ah, it's not that I feel it in my heart if I do it, it's that it exists in my language when I do it. So that's kind of where it comes from a little bit. Um, It's not, yeah, it's not really in my heart. It just kind of comes out in my language or emotion sometimes, which still is me participating in it. So I'm like, damn, I realize that. But, um, you know, it is what it is. So also getting back into this meditation course, um, you're actually, like I said, vipassana meditation it's it's spelled vipassana but it's pronounced vipassana and uh if that shit fucking is legit dude it's all over the world and it's completely free you're allowed to stay eat you can even catch rides to and from for free uh they feed you they teach you they fucking everything it doesn't matter religion race ethnicity culture whatever it's fucking universal um so it's really cool because like I said, your brain goes through everything it could possibly go through. Every commercial I've ever heard, every song I could think of, every fucking you name it, dude, went through my head. Jingles, the whole thing, commercials, fucking pictures, images, books, memories, just fucking everything goes through your head. You know, it's like you buy your like, you know, it's like 
there's other people there. They separate the men and the women. So it's like the men stay with the men and the women stay with the women. Because I know, okay, oh, you're going to go 12 days with some girls or some guys. Like, no, it's not even like that. It's like you're completely separated. You don't ever interact with each other. You'll see each other in the meditation hall, but nobody talks and you're not, there's no eye contact. There's none of that shit. So you just, you know what I'm saying? It's very like, uh, you don't have to worry about your fucking partner type of shit. Like, really? <laughs> <laughs> i mean maybe there's sketchy people out there but anyway um you're just going through this thing and it's like nobody's really you're you're all just following the same program you know so it's really cool and you're going back and forth and you're doing your thing meditating learning you know you're eating good you're you know you're eating on a certain schedule you're meditating on a certain schedule they got s- certain sleep schedule the whole thing so something that i thought was still one of the funniest fucking things to me like that I've experienced in my lifetime and the dopest shit ever, which is all the people there because you get there and the very first day you can talk for a couple hours, but not everybody's there. So it's like, there's only a couple people, you know? And then as everybody's there, it's like some people get there, like, and immediately you start, you, you take your vow of silence. So some of these people you, you only see, you have no idea what they sound like. You have no idea what, uh, like, you've never even seen them, like, express themselves with their hands and shit, you know? It's like, you just, you, you're just seeing them just walk back and forth and just trying to, like, follow the rules and do their, and do what they're being, you know, do what they learned. So, something that's so funny to me is, like, you go through and something that was popular, half the, it was like, I noticed it was like half the people, was people would come up with nicknames for other people because, you didn't catch their name. You don't know what they sound like. Like, there's some people I'm like, fuck, I swear this dude's got an Australian accent. And then he starts talking and he talks like a an American cowboy. And you're like, what? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Or I remember there was like this big ass dude and uh, there was this, big, this fucking huge ass white dude. And he had a, what was it? I oh fuck i don't remember but i think i think he had ss all fucking just blasted on the back of his head super huge he was or or it said woods or something he was like he was a peggerwood dude uh for those of you who don't know it's like the white gangsters and shit but anyway it's a whole nother conversation um and i remember he's just like this big ass dude fucking tatted up his whole head face everything and like looked like the toughest motherfucker i've ever seen in my life and as soon as we start talking, his voice is like, oh, yeah, so da, 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 da. he's all soft and soft spoken and like intellectual. And I was like, huh? Like my brain, like in my head, he's like, yeah, what's up, motherfucker? Like, that's how he talked. But he was like, yeah, oh, yeah, you know, it was really beautiful when I experienced that. And I was like, what? What the hell? And then other people like. You just, there's a billion names you come up with you don't know who's what so one of the funniest things and one of my favorite things that occurred is uh i was gonna do it both times but somebody did it first it was like come up when there's a group of people talking and you're just kind of talking about your experience what you learn whatever at the end of the whole thing and you just want 12 days without knowing how people sound or talk or whatever and all of a sudden you hear people's voices and you're like, whoa, you have an accent? Like, whoa, you don't, you do? And it's just trippy. You know, some people don't even speak English and some people don't even, whatever, you know? And, but it's cool because everybody's the same. You're all equals, which is really dope. Um, So with the nickname thing, shit that I was cracking up, I remember I had names for people like, uh, 
damn, I'm forgetting a bunch of them. What the heck? But I remember the funniest one for me, one of them was the snake lore. And I still talk to him. Shout out to you. What up, Camilla, if you ever hear this? Um, he just looked like he could fucking control and talk to snakes. He just looked like this mystic, like... He just had these cool clothes and hair and just like this look about him and this demeanor. And he's just very like, uh, just remind me of like an old, like, uh, sorcerer and king. And like, I don't know. It's just fucking cool. <laughs> and, uh, and I remember I got, I was in my head. I was like, oh, that's the snake lore for sure. <laughs> um, but it's funny. Cause I went, you know, I told him and there's other people I'm trying to think, dude, like, I'm forgetting hell of these names, dude. I don't know. Um, I'm going to have to go back and check my notes. I wrote a bunch of it down. But um, so people, I'm asking, oh, so like what name, what's my nickname, you know? And the funniest one that I had was somebody comes, or uh, what was it? Oh, so shout out the, for one, you make some fucking great friends there. Like people who are lifelong, like, you know what I'm saying? Like really great people. And the homie LP, he came walking up to me just, like, fucking laughing. And he wasn't, I didn't even know him yet, you know? Oh, no, no, I think I, I think we introduced ourselves. And it was like, oh, hey, what's up, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so, uh, fucking, where was I going with that? Um, so, oh, oh, no, so I meet him and his cousin Colin. So, shout out, what up, Colin? He's going to be on here one of these days. But LP is a dope-ass artist, by the way. Um he just comes up to me crack it up and i'm like <laughs> like what and he, he's just like nicknames and i'm like he's like bro and he's like nearly falling out cracking up he's like bro you are leonardo dicapri bro and i was like what <laughs> leonardo dicapri bro he's like yeah bro he's like you look you you look like like the broed out version of leonardo dicaprio and i was like what the fuck like all right like thanks I, thanks i think <laughs> and then um the other like i didn't get anything else that was really that funny the other things were like the common ones i get people say young tom cruise or johnny depp in certain situations or angles some people are like no way not at all don't see it whatsoever other people are like a little bit and then other people like 100 percent completely can oh if i fucking took a picture and like so yeah it's always different but <laughs> i don't think i look like like i can see it a little bit from certain you know whatever anyway um going out and sharing all the names was just the funniest shit ever dude because just to see what people think and you ask people like damn what what are some what what do you think about half the time or what do you think when this happened or like you're meditating and somebody farts or something and it's like some people are like <laughs> like cracking up and then some people are like almost offended see me you don't know though you know so you're just sitting there like what the fuck and then um you know it's just fascinating you see people do some crazy shit and people get really triggered and whatever i remember seeing one dude sneaking food into his room and snuck in his cell phone and all this other shit and you know, it's different things. It's like some people can't hack it. Some people, whatever, you know, it's like you got to know that it's going to be some work. It's not that it's tough. It's just like, you know, you're going to, it's some work. Um, It's a lot of fun though. So, you know, like I said, they take care of you and they fucking 
they really just take care of you they teach you a lot um i'm trying to think dude like i wish i had my notes in front of me because i'm in the middle of like moving all my shit everywhere and all of this everything i don't know where's where what is so (laughs) um i just really see that with this whole meditation thing i learned to ultimate okay ah that's what i wanted to say was like i guess my ultimate take from meditation hmm that's that's like a very loaded question ultimately what i take and took and experienced from it is hmm ah inner peace damn dude that's what it is i experienced inner peace i experienced the ability to calm down when i didn't know how to calm down before so with that being said excuse me it it really gave me the ability to like see things as they really are you know what i'm saying like does that make sense damn dude like with meditation i like um and you know that's actually sorry that's what i was gonna say i read my notes all backwards but to see things as they really are that's literally what vipassana translates to is to see things how they really are and that's exactly what happened for me because i'm relating to all my shit that's happened to me and all my everything in my life as you know just fucking i i see them as they are rather than how i feel about it or what my story about it is or what my interpretation of it is so it's like really being able to see things as they are that is really i'd say what i took from it ultimately you know is being able to see things as they are and with that holy shit i cannot even begin to explain how helpful meditation is and was whenever i would go and do go do or use plant medicines such as ayahuasca psilocybin dmt um those things the first time i went to to peru to do ayahuasca we went out five hours deep into the jungle and we were really fucking out there and with tribes people and shit and like i'm just like dude this is absolutely nuts so my first experience with ayahuasca i don't i i went knowing nothing about it other than my soul was calling for it or and more so it was calling for me and a lot of people kind of really get that who who have that same thing like god oh, it's been speaking to me it's been calling me i've been seeing it everywhere i can't stop seeing it. it seems really interesting things like that you know like that's it calling you um or you seeking it even uh because it works both ways so with ayahuasca as soon as you fucking begin your journey it can be absolutely one million trillion billion percent terrifying 100 percent. damn dude and i've seen people freak out and i felt myself wanting to freak out and what happened was meditation boom because now what happens is as soon as my freak out trigger happens my breathing happens so sometimes i'll forget to breathe but the majority of the time as soon as my fucking anxiety trigger happens as soon as my like oh shit oh shit what am i gonna do like 
my breathing, boom, boom, it saves me, it brings me from it because it's the ability to see things as they are. Damn, dude. That's what it's the practice of. And it's doing that to, to, it did that to my emotions. It did that to my feelings. It gave my emotions and my feelings the ability to see things as they are. And when that can happen, that's powerful. Yeah, no doubt, sometimes my emotions can be overtaken or overtake me, however I want to look at it, or can be triggered or fucking whatever, you know what I mean? So, it's like, I'm able to just clear so much, like, bullshit out of me through the means of meditation. And within meditation, within using different plant medicines... All of the the combination and taking self-development classes and the combination of all these things equals the ability to clear and remove and subtract all the bullshit and stories and things that we've made up and created inside of ourselves. Damn, dude. You know what I mean? So that's why I say it's for cleansing. The whole point is to cleanse our emotions and thoughts and all of that. So once once that's happened that's how i've been pointed and had the ability to be grateful every day and to be grateful that i'm grateful every day because if you don't have the clarity to be grateful every day i realize that you can't so that's why i'm really heavy on yo like say three things you're grateful for every morning and every night at least to yourself think about it whatever because it just points it helps point you on this more positive direction which is mindset anyways you know it helps point us down a more positive a path of more positive mindset and it's like who doesn't need more of that you know what i mean like if we can all have the ability to see things as they are we don't really have to get mad about things because if you look at your car's broken my what your water pump's broken oh my god it's fucking my car's a piece of shit no it's like it's not that your car's a piece of shit it's that you just need to replace the water pump The ability to see things as they are allows you to not fucking freak the fuck out and do all this extra shit that you don't want to do and accumulate all this extra stress and feelings you don't want to accumulate and feel. So this is why meditation has been... This is why meditation needed its own episode and deserved the title of Journey to Inner Peace Part 2 because this is the one... Hmm, not the one, but certainly a major reoccurring thing in my life that fucking saves my life. It saves my anxiety. It, it saves my freakouts. It saves me, f- or it doesn't save them, but it saves me from them, I should say. And it allows me to understand them and work with them. And I realize that 100% of the time I'm freaking out, I'm just not breathing. Damn, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, And it's not even that I'm just not breathing. It's that it's like my breathing's all fucked up and weird and different. And if we learn breathing techniques, we literally have the ability to just boom, kind of overpower that. You know, it's like you can lift more weight with your emotion now. Damn. Damn, dude. So that's why this shit's fucking really powerful. Um. So, oh, so why I took a note earlier (laughs) when I was talking about motorcycling was the was one of the dopest things that I realized after coming home from meditation. I was just talking to somebody about this at the skate park yesterday, actually. Um, 
was as soon as I came home, I hopped on my motorcycle and I rode the absolute most perfect locked in balance point wheelie that I've ever ridden in my entire life. And it was a sit down wheelie. And I usually can't lock sit down wheelies like that. Like I can lock stand ups pretty down like no well it depends on the bike but i can lock them pretty easily but the sit downs for me it's just like i don't know i don't trust it all the way yet so but i dude boom complete control i was like what 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 the fuck just happened like body what the hell was that and i'm like can we do it again and i did it like do it again like what the fuck like how the hell how did this translate to this this is magical and then i started getting faster when i would go to palomar or julian or whatever and i'm like damn man like i can really slow time down a lot more now because of this and this happens also if i get triggered to get mad or some bullshit or whatever um it benefited all of these areas which has contributed to being a huge fucking part of my journey to inner peace and man what a fucking journey (laughs) um but you know it's one of those journeys that's worth it so yeah so this leads up to part three of journey to inner peace and in part three we're gonna be going into ayahuasca damn dude and uh there's so much in it that I'm going to break it into a couple different pieces because it's, there's I want to be able to explain and capture everything there is about that because as I as time goes on I forget things and my notes sometimes I can't interpret it this, with the same strength or whatever so if I can hear it in my voice and have it documented on recording it'll really really make a big difference and big deal because there's things that where i've shared my experience with people or what i've learned and they remember certain things that we had that got said in that conversation that i had learned through ayahuasca or through that journey and i'm just like and then when i come back and i talk to them years later and they say that to me i'm like whoa like what the fuck like damn bro like i didn't even realize that so it was like i had completely forgot about that you know and um you never know because it's like sharing those things do help change people's lives forever. Those are the things where it's like, damn, I, one time I remember such and such said, and damn, that shit stuck with me forever. Um, and that that's kind of the whole theme of the show too, right? Is to be able to encapsulate, is to be able to encapsulate that, uh, that vibe and that, that whole thing, you know? So on that note, man, I appreciate you guys so much. Hope you guys have a beautiful mother's day. Um, and most importantly, remember to love yourself the way that your mom loved you when you were a little, little baby or the way, or if that was an unpleasant experience, then the way that you love your baby, you know, when they're a little baby and that, that same love should, we got to show to ourselves. Um, and I'll get into different ways that we can do that and ways that I've done it, failed at it, whatever. And like I said, on this next episode, it's about to get pretty fucking gnarly because I'm going to go into the whole fucking fasting, cleansing, the nitty gritty, the whole fucking truth about it. And yeah, <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to go all the way in on it. So you guys, uh, 
don't worry about that. You already know. Um, so on that note, remember to say three things you're grateful for and go follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. That's at damn dude podcast, just like it's spelled. Um, be sure to go on Apple podcast. Leave us a five star written review. If you enjoyed the show or got any value out of this, um, yeah, ask any questions, whatever you want. Uh, like I said, also hit us on Instagram is our most active spot to see all the new updates and all that stuff. I think it posts to Facebook, but I'm fuck man, Facebook's just not as fun to us. So, <laughs> so we rock more with the uh, the I jizzle. Um, yeah, also go go leave a comment and follow us and and befriend us on listennotes.com. I'm not affiliated with them, but they do host and show all the realist rankings and scores for podcasts. So if you want to see who's really like doing this shit and who kind of fell off and whatever and it'll show the numbers and rankings and who's what, where and why. If there's no ranking, it's because it hasn't hit the top 10% yet. Um but yeah, you just got to keep putting in the work and it'll happen. So Remember, three things that you're grateful for every day, every night, and your life will drastically improve. I promise you that. So on that note, take us out with some beautiful music, Rooster Tail. That's at Rooster Tail Official, Rooster T-A-L-E Official. Um, Follow him on Instagram. Take us out. Much love. Peace.